Welcome to uh, Brooks and Raymer, episode three. Uh, this is Paul Raymer and uh, Brian Brooks on the other end. Say hello, Brian. Howdy. <laughs> and is that, uh, is that not appropriate? No, that was okay, super hey, smooth. Hey. Sorry. Sorry, all the internet people. Um, shoot my dog away from uh, attacking my red vine licorice. He also has a thing for mm. red vine licorice. He's a smart dog that way. So just to be clear here, uh, you were a man in his mid-30s eating licorice. Oh, no. Uh, well, that is technically accurate. To be more uh, <laughs> more accurate, I was using it as a straw for my bourbon drink. Mm. Red vine licorice is All right, by far and away widely acknowledged to be the predominant licorice straw dual usage purpose. Uh, Twizzlers, first of all, it's not a large enough hole in the center to adequately be a straw. Mm. And beyond that, more importantly, Twizzlers is garbage. It's barely even licorice. It's uh, sounds like this has been lab the, tested. Like, uh, like it's a been... general admission ticket of baseball games type licorice. Like you could probably get red. Mm. I'm sorry, uh, Twizzlers for like three for a, a dozen. I don't know. They're garbage. It's horrible, and you can't use it gotcha. as a um, straw when you're having a bourbon drink. Uh, red vines. So I, I have to tell you that my wife has been informing me of late that using straws and drinks is bad for the environment because of the plastic. So really what you're doing is you're saving the environment because you eat it afterwards, oh, yeah. right? So you're like a, an environmentalist. Yeah, I don't know why they don't serve red vine straws in all uh, fast food restaurants. But for this you. purpose okay. of a podcast, um, um, it's discretion being. So we wasted two minutes on licorice, just to be clear here. Waste. Fuck you. Okay. We discussed licorice. So I think we put uh, let's, let's, thing up front. That's probably true. I, I was interested in the licorice incident. So, um, prick. So tonight is Thursday, the June 21st, and it is the uh, night of the NBA draft. It actually starts in, I've got it on the back of the TV here, 12 minutes. I'm going to have a Red Vines licorice just because of your dismissive attitude. What do you think about that? Uh, eat as many Red Vine licorices as you want. Uh, I'm sure it's incredibly good for you, and I wish you good health. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> so, no, it's not. Okay, okay, moving on. Moving Sorry. on, moving on. So just to, to give the listeners a... a where we are, the NBA draft is tonight. Um, Brian and I are not by any means NBA draft experts. Um, however, I've got it on the background. If anything exciting happens that's not preordained, as in trades or something, uh, I might break in and talk about it, but I'm not. This is not an NBA draft podcast. There's thousands of those. So if you're, yeah. if you're queuing in for that, this isn't it. Do you know what, what you should know about the NBA draft? Nobody knows what's Nobody either what's going to happen. But yeah. more importantly, what player gets selected here, where, it doesn't matter because you don't know how good they're going to be. So nope. tonight is, uh, yeah, who knows? You could, you, you could have a top five pick and he could suck. It's hard to tell. So Yeah. 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 But uh, so the first thing that we were actually going to cover was NBA related, though. So the big topic this summer in sports kind of is where LeBron James is going to go. So. For those listeners that aren't caught up on LeBron James, he just lost. He got swept by the Golden State Warriors. He played an amazing um, playoff run, one of the best, one of the best of all time, really. Historical, yeah. Historical, you know, just best. And he's thirty-three, almost thirty-four now, so he's, he's getting up there in age. And uh, he's a free agent this summer. Well, he he may be. He can opt in, which yeah. means uh, he can stay with the Cavs for one year. 
or he can opt out and decide to be a free agent and sign with anybody. And he's also eligible for basically the uh, a giant contract, so he can get paid almost forty million a year, um, depending on where he wants to go. So, Brian, what are your thoughts on uh, just where Brian, where LeBron wants to go? Can, give us a what's your feelings? Uh, well, like all things worth discussing, it's complicated. Um, so, just attack one portion at a time. I don't know if that's the smartest way. That's how I think. The money aspect, I think. I so the fact that he can get uh, max player money, I think only really matters because he's so heavily involved in the NBA Players Union. I think if you remove that element of it and you just attacked other elements, like maybe he wanted to form a super team, LeBron James might be willing to accept a dollar contract, maybe. But he's so heavily. So let me just uh, let me just simplify kind of what you're saying because I, I understand, but. So basically, LeBron James is part of the NBA Players Union, and in his best interest, because he wants to win championships, it might be better for him to take less money. However, that's basically setting a bad example for the league and trying to say that players should take less money and give the owners more money. So in his ambassador, right, like as an ambassador of NBA players, he should try and get whatever the most money he can to help out NBA players in the future. Yeah. Is um, Is that a good sum up? Yeah, what's his position in the NBA? I think Chris Paul is the president, and I think he's like the vice president or assistant. Yeah, I don't know specifically, but we can agree LeBron James has a lot of power. Specifically in the NBA Players Union, I think he's in the top two or three um, player positions. So, yes, I think think if he took a dollar contract to go to the Houston Rockets and do his best to form a super team, I think he acknowledges, and I'm obviously I'm presupposing what I think LeBron James thinks, which is a, uh, an exercise in folly. I think that he understands that would probably have a negative impact on NBA players as a whole, which I don't think he wants to do. So I think right. he'll take a, a max contract uh, wherever he goes. Okay, so I'm with you. So basically, the only reason that he takes less money than basically the max is be to go to I mean, likely Houston, because that's about the only place he could um, that would be worth it. And in that case, it, it's kind of just bad form, which I, LeBron may not want to do. Which I so you're you're saying well, I mean, he's probably going to go somewhere that can pay him the max money. So that really narrows it down to the Los Angeles Lakers, um, Philadelphia 76ers, yeah. re-signing with Cleveland. That's intriguing. Or they could do a some sort of a sign and trade where maybe he could go to Houston, but that would be very difficult. So le- the sign and trade, I mean, he could go anywhere at that point. So I, I think really we're talking about yeah. honestly three places: so Lakers, Philadelphia, Cleveland. Um, and just so just to keep keep this up. So I always think it's funny when we talk about sports players in general, Brian, where. You know, nobody knows what they're motivated by because none of us make millions of dollars. So we don't maybe somebody does that is listening to this, but most of us do not. Most of us are are making much less than that. So you think oh, they, they just make millions. Why don't they just take less money to go wherever they want? And part of the issue is you, you realize a lot of these guys have a very short time span to make all of their money. Right. So, Brian, you and I are probably going to work till we're in our 60s or 70s. Right. But. Our profession allows us to do that. LeBron cannot play till he's seventy years old, right? Uh, I don't really think 
he'll go to the Lakers. I just don't think there's enough talent around there. Clearly, he wants to compete for championships. The Lakers can't do that, I think, even if they get Paul George. So for those listeners that aren't aware, we just got disconnected because we're working on a budget here. So and that budget <laughs> is $0. But yeah. <laughs> um, we've really really invested in this opportunity for our futures, haven't we, Paul? Yeah, definitely. Like, uh, we're going to yeah. be millionaires. Uh, but yeah, only just, if we just can... To give we, a, a financial impact to my bottom line here, working off of a 2010 laptop, uh, Toshiba, <laughs> uh, still has some of the original stickers on. I don't know if that increases the resale value for a 2010 laptop. And then... Uh, no, that's, eight, that's how it works. Yeah. About a... I'm going to say a $32 Best Buy headset with a microphone. I'm impressed you spent $32, to be honest with you. Uh, like, I, I thought for sure it was going to be a Walmart... Whatever's on the end of the aisle. So, <laughs> uh, this is a side <laughs> conversation, but I was talking with my girlfriend recently. Uh, I've realized that I've moved on from shopping at Kmart, um, Walmart as well. Not I, so much because the selection. I didn't even know that Kmart was still yeah still working. Un- unfortunately for me, it's super convenient for my route to work. Uh, the selection is fine, uh, like the prices. The checkout experience is uh, one of Dante's Inferno's ring from hell. Like it's, <laughs> I have never, you know, even with a person in front of me with just like two things, I've never gotten through the checkout process in less than 10 minutes. Interesting. Um, That's so you're, and your time is somewhat valuable. I mean, we don't, it's hard to put a, a price on time, but if you're waiting in, in like a 10 minute Kmart line is like three hours of normal time. Right. So. Oh, it's exponentially yeah. increased. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So no, it's it's they still sell baseball cards. Really, in the dude? I haven't aisle. seen. You know, I used to go to a card shop as a kid and look at. Uh, I was a big basketball card fan. I haven't seen like a like. Is that a thing still? Do do people do that? Like collect cards of people? You're missing the Plymouth Kmart <laughs> checkout experience because right next to the baseball cards pack is the basketball cards pack. And right next to that is the game of Thrones pack. And next to that, so I remember some other weirdo, not pseudo baseball card pack and like imitation generic level brand baseball cards. Cause who buys that in 2018? Is that still a thing? Top flight Fleer Fleer, right? Uh, I said the Fleer with one E. Yeah. It's like the imitation. (laughs) Flip flare. It's French. F-L-I-E-R. Yeah, it's the French. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember as a kid, right, I, we had a card. It was it was called the card shop, and it was right next to the grocery store we'd go to. So my mom and dad would go to the grocery store, and I would go in the card shop. And my, like, literally my whole goal for, like, three years of my life was to collect the entire Pacers roster out of <laughs> random packs, right? Which is almost impossible to do because, first of all, like, like – the the team changes every year, but you don't really have a concept of that as a How kid. How many debtless right? so, cards did you end up with? Just doesn't. You know, I only had one. De- Detlef was a pretty good player, right? It it was like your your Travis Bess that were hard to come by, like your your backup point guards. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and so about. Two and a half years into this quest, like uh, the, and I had never really enunciated this to the card shop owner. He was like, "You know, man, uh, we can just sell you the entire Pacers team. We have it right here." <laughs> and and I was like, "Oh, like I was in awe that they could even do that because I was like, how do they even get all the players on the team?" And and then at that point, I'd spent so much money doing this, and I had like ten of the you know twelve players that I was like, "Nah, screw that." 
yeah. you know, I'm not buying the whole thing for two players for Travis Best. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I had a anyway. That's my card shop. Experience. I had a similar experience in Alaska. I, I moved from Kansas to Alaska when I was 11. And I was trying to collect baseball cards, and I kept buying every single George Brett card I could find in Alaska. And like after about a year, I realized I, I went to this card shop, and there were like 20. George bread cards, <laughs> basically just waiting for me to buy these George bread cards. Right. Cause obviously there's not a huge demand in Saldana, Alaska for George bread cards in 1995. That's when I realized hmm, baseball cards, not really going to stick around for the future. Because, no, like, I'm the only person buying these baseball cards. And he's about like about, I'm going to say 9% of his baseball cards are George Brett. Just waiting for me to buy them up when I was like 12 <laughs> years old. He knew his target market was Brian Brooks. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's and so, even at like twelve years old, I realized not a future in baseball cards. Do you remember the Beckett? You know what I'm talking about? It Josh was like Beckett? the oh, uh, no, Beckett the ma- brand. No, 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 the Beckett was a it was a magazine that told you the the price oh, and like the right. worth, the value, yeah. the value of I your. Do card, you remember that? Right? Yes. So yes, you would I remember that. you would find your card and the year and who and it would be like a dollar twelve cents and you would be like, oh my god. This this card is worth a dollar, like, and that was good. Like, if it was worth over a dollar, like, that's, oh, I that's remember. pretty yeah. good. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I dropped. Those are the days. I think the most expensive card I had was like maybe eighty bucks or hundred bucks. But I mean, for a twelve-year-old, that holy, holy cow, that's like no, that's way better than I ever had. So I mean, I had like a, a fluorescent-looking uh, Magic Johnson card, which I thought was like <laughs> worth a bajillion dollars, but. <laughs> A hundred dollars on a cart, Brian. You were like a baller. <laughs> uh, I, I had a scam going with my allowance. My, I think at the, in those days I was making like ten dollars a week for allowance, uh-huh. um, shoveling uh, like my, reindeer shit out, outside of the the yeah. Eskimo. Uh, I'm not sure if I did any chores to. But anyway, as it turns out, my parents' marriage wasn't doing that great. And as it turns out, I abused that because I would go to my father and say, <laughs> "Where's dad? Can I have can I have my allowance?" And, uh, when I go to my mother, hey mom, how about you know, how about my week's allowance? You know, she's like, ah, right, here's your ten. In any case, like they never talked to each other. Realized I was scamming both of them. <laughs> uh, I don't think that worked every week, but that worked probably about eh, half the time. Well, that's a way to use a sad situation to your advantage. So oh, I didn't even know. <laughs> At I like that it. Instant, I didn't know. But uh, all right, so let's let's bring yeah. it all back here. So we right. we were talking about LeBron clearly, and I yeah. was just kind of. I was just uh, thinking, where is he going to go? And, and so you don't think that he's going to go to the Lakers, Brian. Oh, so uh, just for the listeners out there, Brian just texted me. He's going to have to step out for a little bit. So I'm going to carry this solo for a while here. So uh, he, he Brian didn't think he's going to the Lakers. We kind of narrowed it down to Lakers, Philly, and Cleveland. And again, this is just me and Brian, what we've listened to and heard and talked to people about. Um, but... If he doesn't go to the Lakers, I just I think he stays in Cleveland personally. Um, they can offer him the most money, right? At some point, he's going to want to sign one of those big deals because he's been signing those one-year contracts recently. But, I mean, he's not going to want to be on a one-year contract when he's 39. I mean, I know he's awesome, but I, I don't think a th- people are going to pay a 39-year-old LeBron $40 million, right? So... I think he stays in Cleveland. I don't think he goes to Philly. I don't think he wants to go out west and deal with Golden State Warriors anytime soon. Um, so the draft is tonight, and it'll be interesting to see who they pick. So usually LeBron always like tweets, hey, I like blah, blah, blah player. 
Uh, if you guys remember, um, back in Miami when they were trying to keep him, uh, they he was like, oh, I love Shabazz Napier. And so they drafted Napier a lot higher than people thought. And then he left. And then they were stuck with Napier. And uh, he's had, he's turned himself into a nice little backup point guard, but he sucked his first two years in the league. So that was kind of a humorous situation. So I, I think it, I think what the Cavs will do is they're going to draft who they think LeBron wants. And then they're going to try and uh, package that with Kevin Love and trade it for some other player. Uh, most teams will not bite, likely. Uh, they'll move, make some moves, and it'll just be up to LeBron. So I, I bet you he's back in Cleveland on, a, on another year deal. Um, but it's hard to say. We'll know uh, in a week or two here if he opts in, and then if he opts out, it'll be the LeBron sweepstakes all over again. So um, a little bit. Uh, let's let's talk about the NBA draft tonight. I I I'd mentioned uh, that that was going on. DeAndre Ayton went number one. Um, so some of the, the big controversy this year, not really controversy, but just, uh, there's not a lot of people that think anybody in this draft is like a surefire. So last year, everybody was gaga over Markel Fultz, Lonzo Ball, um, and Jason Tatum, basically. It was those three. Um, and, you know, despite how Lonzo's turned out, uh, he's still, ha- I mean, he's still young, right? Jason Tatum's awesome, and we don't really know about Fultz yet. I think it's a little bit too early. For- people are already writing him off, but I mean, he didn't even play. Like, I mean, Embiid didn't play for two years, and he's awesome now. So uh, those three guys, a lot of people had really high ceilings on. This year, it's a lot of big men, right? And if you've watched the NBA, um, you've known that the the league's going away from the uh, the big slow guy that is on the block and plays defense really well and can't really shoot outside of the paint. Um, so all these big men are trying to extend their range. I mean, you see Muhammad Bamba, the you know giant uh, long-armed guy from Texas. He's re- recalibrating his three-point shot. I mean, I don't know how many teams are going to want him to be popping to the three-point line. I mean, he's kind of a roll-and-dunk guy, but this is what the, guy, this is what the kids are doing now. Um, so if you, if you have a really tall child who may be a basketball player do not train him in post moves uh train him to guard the pick and roll and pick and pop (laughs) because basically the nba has gone to this pick and roll defense and every team switches now and every big man if he cannot if he gets on skates he's not going to stay in the game very long right the uh the type of big men like joel Embiid, he can stay out there right now because he can reasonably guard a switch, right? Um, a lot of these guys can't. You, you see, like, Enos Cantor was drafted, I think, third overall, like, five or six years ago. And he's got great post moves, great offensive rebounder. Uh, you know, he could play post defense, but that he's not a great team defender. And if you get him switched onto somebody, forget it. Like, that dude's getting a layup. And I just don't know where some like where does Marvin Bagley fit in? Like he's got an awesome offensive game. If he can't guard anybody out on the like he's not gonna be in the game in the fourth quarter. So like why are you picking him number two if you're Sacramento? Uh if DeAndre Ayton's really your guy and he's that awesome, if he can't stay in the game, um I don't know why you spend a pick on him. So that's just an interesting I, if if it were me and I had a high draft pick, I'd be looking at who do I think is going to be on the... Can this guy play defense in the fourth quarter of games? I mean, I guess if I'm the Suns, I'm like, 
I don't care. We're already out of it by the fourth quarter. <laughs> but um, I don't know. That That's my two cents on the NBA draft right now. I, I would not want to take a big man. I think you should take wings, wings, more wings, every wing you could get and hope they just develop. I would take two wings every year in the first and second round, like six, eight, six, seven dudes. Um Hope they can play defense and figure out a shot. Like let them have one of the two, right? Either they can kind of play offense and and have bad defense, but they they have the skill, like the athletic ability, or really good on D. Maybe they'll figure out offense. That's all I'd ever draft. I, I don't know why you would draft anything different right now. Um, but some other things that uh, that Brian and I were thinking about talking about was just um, our yeah our level of commitment in sports nowadays. So. Um, just to give you some background, um, I used to not think I was really this, you know, as obsessed with sports. I mean, clearly, I I really like sports. I'm doing a sports podcast uh, with a, a buddy across the nation, and um, I'm pretty locked in on some things and others not. But uh, I used to not think I was I really into sports. And so, you know, funny story. My when I first started dating my wife, I think it was the uh, the first first date, you know, and I. I remember she always gives me crap about this because I told her, I was like, ah, you know, I like sports, but I'm definitely not obsessed with sports. And I specifically use those words. And she throws it in my face all the time when it's like, I, you know, it's the middle of February and I'm watching like a Pacers-Pistons game, um, which, you know, Pistons are not good and whatever the Pacers are, they're just my team. But yeah, I mean... Most people aren't don't don't have level, that level of dedication, you know, um, and and I mean it makes my it's a hobby, right? So, um, you know, you could talk about different types of hobbies, right? So some people go hunting, right? And if you hunt, you probably, I mean, yes, it, you can probably bring home some meat at at some point, but for the most part, you're doing it because you enjoy it. Um, you're probably losing money on the venture. I don't. I highly doubt there's many hunters out there that are gaining money, so it's not like a, you know, you're 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 not saving money by killing deer. I, I could be wrong, get at me, but uh, you know that's one thing. Maybe fishing, you could uh, you could probably fish a lot. That's another hobby that people do. Woodworking, um, you know, you make yourself a a, a nice little bed and a, a dresser. But I mean, to be honest with you, once you buy the wood and all the tools and blah blah blah. It's probably cheaper just to go buy a dresser in bed, but it's a hobby, right? So just like anything else, hobbies kind of take up our time. This is a, a human trait that we can get bored easily, right? Like uh, I, I watch my dog sometimes and he'll just lie there. He's awake. He's just lying there, uh, you know, relaxing. And it's like, what, what's he doing? What's he thinking about? No idea. Um, but he doesn't, I mean, they need to be entertained, obviously, but not like we do, like I, I can't just sit there forever. I, I've got to put something on, right? So uh, forgive me. I'm going to take a big gulp of water here. So it's super classy. This is where Brian would normally chime in and make fun of me. So I imagine he's doing that uh, out in the ether there. But um, so, yeah, just sports as a, as a hobby is is something that's interesting because just watching sports, like I know a lot of people, their wives or their significant others, you know, probably give them crap for it or whatever. But, you know, uh, I, I would say a good significant other will support your hobby, whether whatever it is, if it's sports, if it's, uh, 
I don't reading or if it's hunting or you know my wife uh, is a yoga instructor and loves doing yoga then I mean I that's great like get at it you know just do something that makes you happy um, and that's that's for everybody right I mean but on the same hand you have to have a healthy level of uh, not letting it take over your life so uh, Brian had brought this up with me. So I was at actually at a bachelor party during Game Seven, Pacers, Cavs, and it was killing me, right? But I we had scheduled a a tea time, and I, I wasn't able to watch the game. And you know, I, I just told myself, and this is how I rationalized it: was, hey, um, if we lose, I'm not going to endure that heartache, right? Like the game, watching the game and watching us lose to LeBron kills me every year. But if uh, if we lose, I'm not going to have to endure it. If we win, then you know what? Great. I get to watch another round. But like, I'm, I wasn't, I was trying not to check in on the phone. I was with my buddies, like just, hey, it's his bachelor party. I'm here for him. Uh, so we're going to have a good time. And I don't regret that. Like, I, yeah, I miss watching the game, but like, um, you know, I'm, I, it probably saved me a lot of heartache and you, you got to have some perspective sometimes. So, like, you know, if you're out on your date night with your with your woman or your man or whatever, um, you know, put the phone down every once in a while. It's okay. Like, we can, we're all obsessed, you know. There's certain games, like, if you're a big Bama fan, like, you probably are going to want to schedule that Bama LSU night. Like, just let the let the people know that this is this is my night. Um, I'm going to be busy, right? So, that that's okay. But, like, you know, when Alabama's playing, like... Uh, I have no idea. Tuscaloosa or, or not Tuscaloosa. That's the city they're in. Sorry. Um, Tuskegee, right? I don't know if they even play or if Tuskegee has a team, but it's the only other college that I was thinking of that's not big time there. If they're playing Tuskegee, you know what? Maybe that's your time to take the evening off. Like, uh, that's that's a good day to not worry about it. But, you know, I don't want to tell you Alabama fans how to, how to deal with your stuff because I've never been a fan of a team that's that awesome. But... Um, you know, that kind of leads us into another thing, like, what what do I think about um, being, I'm always rooting for the underdog, right, and I was watching those Golden State uh, Cavs games, and I was just thinking to myself, man, and I'm, I was rooting for Golden State, but just because I'm a LeBron hater, and that's how it is, but, and I never had any worry in my, my mind that the Golden State was going to win, like, just didn't really cross my mind, like, I, I, like maybe they'd lose a game or something, but I had utter confidence that they were gonna win. And it's so, I wish that I had that confidence in my own team. But I've never been. I mean, given Golden State's an all-time great team, but like I had that a little bit with the Colts back with Peyton Manning. But for the most part, most sports fans don't have the, you know, Lakers, Celtics, Yankees, Alabama, or who you know whoever. Where you're just typically, you're just always good. Patriots, like Golden State right now. But I mean, it'd be nice to be a fan of one of those teams. Like maybe I should just get myself a Yankee hat like everybody else and become a Yankee fan and just know that we're going to probably be good most of the time. You know, like I I don't, I don't know. Um, But another topic that uh, we're going to kind of move on into is uh, just talking about the World Cup a little bit. So I'm not a big uh, soccer guy, and I know Brian's not either. But we we've been talking about like what do we think it would take to make um, America care about 
soccer. And, you know, I don't know. So, I I played a little background. I played, like, Little League soccer, whatever you call it, when Boys and Girls Club soccer, I think, is what I was in. And, you know, I was awful, but it, I think it was a lot due to just lack of care. Uh, I just, <laughs> you know, like... I remember just being on the field and being like, I don't want to chase this ball. And, you know, you're. I think for the most part, most of the, the kids out there don't really care that much. Like every team had the two good kids, right? Like, and they'd put them, you know, downfield and they basically got to kick in the goal or, you know, try and score all the time. And the rest of us were just bodies in their way. So I was just a body in the way of the good kid and, you know, I'd, I'd move left to right to try and stop him. And once he got past me like that, whatever, that's the goalie's problem now. So I, I never really cared that much. And that was, I think that was the first sport that like I cut out, right? Like eventually, unless you're, I don't know, an insane, unless you're Bo Jackson, most people kind of whittle down to like one or two sports. So I, I was in everything and then I whittled down to some other sports. Um, but soccer was, I think, the first to go. And, you know, so I, I don't even, you know, I can watch it. I know the rules, but I, you know, I don't have a team I'm, like the, the MLS, the Major League Soccer is not that exciting to watch, I don't think. Um, and, and I think it's just because we don't have the best players. So it's like, you know, it'd be like be watching the CFL all the time. Like, yeah, you know, and if you're in Canada, you probably root for your Calgary, I don't know, Flames. I don't really know what the CFL teams are, but you probably root for your local team, but I think for the most part, people are probably still watching the NFL if they want to watch actual football because that's where the best teams are, right? Like, there's a reason that, you know, over in China and and uh, Korea and stuff, they watch the NBA. They have their own leagues there, but it's not the Premier Leagues, right? It's not, the best players aren't over there. Um, now, I know they have uh, Jimmer Fredette now, and he's scoring like 50 a game, and he's awesome, but like, Jimmer could barely make make it in the league here, and he's like their MVP. So I don't. There's not a lot of incentive, and it's a worldwide thing. Is like if you are don't have the best players, you don't really want to watch it that much, and that's just kind of how it is here in America. So if somehow we became good, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what has to change, but those players would have to stay here, and our teams would have to be good to the point where. The, the consciousness that Zeitgeist, what is it, Zeitgeist, Zeitgeist, so I, I should just edit that out. I'm sounding like a moron. But the uh, Zeitgeist, I think that's it. <laughs> the uh, collective consciousness of America would have to kind of be like, okay, the MLS is like legit. Our, our winner, you know, if the LA Galaxy wins, like maybe they could take on Arsenal or, or whoever wins the, you know, in Europe. And, and if that happened, then I think there'd be a lot more interest. But until that day, like, yeah, we're going to get excited if our team's in the World Cup. Um, but that that's going to be a ways away. So, you know, I don't know. Every four years, we can care about soccer. But uh, so on that note, just uh, got a text from Brian. So he's about to be back on. So hold up. So as we were previously discussing with soccer, I'm, I'm- uh, I, I think that here's my point is that uh, in America, I think seasonally all the everything's spoken for in the summertime. Everyone expects and watching and cares about baseball in the fall. Everyone cares about football in the wintertime. Everyone cares about basketball and hockey. And then what do you know? It's springtime and hey, it's time for baseball again. I think that 
what I'm saying is that uh, the, the the spectrum is already full, and there's not a whole lot of room for this the generic person to care about a sport outside of those things that are already spoken for. Right. I mean, do, I don't even know when soccer season no, summertime. <laughs> that's that's my point. I mean, I think it's it's all year, maybe if if sure. like I don't know, but yeah. So what what would it take so for Brian Brooks to be invested in? So what's the Kansas City team? The, the Sporting uh, Kansas City. Sporting Kansas City. Yeah. So what's it going to take for Brian Brooks? I would have to live in Kansas City. All right. So you live in Kansas City. Let's let's put you there. Okay. I live in Kansas City. Big Chiefs fan, big Jayhawks fan. Uh, yeah. You 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 know you you watch the NBA, but you, you, you know you're not super invested. But how, what what's it take for you to put on your schedule? Hey, Thursday night, Sporting Kansas City is playing the Seattle Sound. Is that is that the that's team? That's the team. Yeah, that's a, you've yeah. accurately named one major league one soccer team. team. Uh, so I think it's a good time, man. Like, I think people there care about it. It's just like you were saying a few minutes ago, like sports can bring a community together. And, and so if I was in Kansas city and the Royals are garbage as they are, um, and then I was wanting to go out and have a good time and maybe some other friends want to go out, I'd say, Oh yeah, let's go to a soccer game. Just like when I lived in Norfolk, Virginia, and I don't really give a shit about hockey, but we had some friends and we'd go out and see a minor league hockey game and we'd yell and cheer and have a few drinks and and it was a great time so and in that way sports brought a community together so that's the answer to your question now to make me care about them and live and die and breathe i don't know that there's such a convenient answer and i don't i don't think that there is no i i I think you have to have played soccer right like you like for americans at this point like you have to have played soccer to really love soccer i Maybe I'm wrong, but like I, I didn't play football, but I, I do love yeah. football. You know, like, I mean, every so I don't know how do you get that well, way di- with disregarding soccer. 2018 and and the fact that America is not in the World Cup. I think every four years, Americans, at, at least for a few weeks, pretend to give a shit about soccer. Um, if we're in the World Cup, right? Yeah. So yeah. when I was 18 or 19 and I was I was backpacking around the United States and Canada. I ended up in Toronto one magical week when both the Maple Leafs and the Raptors were in the playoffs. And one night the Raptors would play and the next night the the Maple Leafs would play. Oh, that would be awesome. It yeah. was amazing. The city I mean it felt like like a high school prom or homecoming week where like everyone was out and they all cared about the same things and every bar was full every night and every time there was a shot on goal or a three point shot went up, like you could hear everyone's like breath collectively, you know, hold. And it was awesome. And that's what I think sports does. And that's like what the world cup uh, does for countries at large. And, and if America was in, I think we would give a shit for about two weeks, three weeks, and then we'd move on for four weeks, for four years. It's just like the Olympics. Um, outs. Yeah. We don't care about, you know, downhill skiing and the slalom and that kind of shit, but we'll care for four, once every four years, right? Yeah, yeah. And and that's not so much caring about the particular outcome of an event, but it's caring about a little bit of patriotism and and, and caring about sports and, and the athletic, well, I don't know, probably mostly patriotism, I suspect. suspect. Right. I... I I don't know if it's necessarily like, ah, go America. It's just it, much like I'm a, a Pacer fan and I'm uh, 
proud of my my state or whatever. I think it's just being, you know, like, hey, as a group, the people where I'm from, like rooting for this this team. You know what I mean? Like that's that's why like Argentinians get super pumped about their, you know, their soccer team. It's it's not necessarily they are like, ah, let's go Argentina. It's like, hey, this is some this is where I'm from. This is how I represent myself to the, oh, yeah. the world, you know. I remember so, I was probably like seven or eight years old and I looked up on the TV one night and I didn't have much of an idea as to the world outside of my little county in Kansas. And anyway, I looked up and the basketball team said Kansas and they were playing some other team and the basketball team that said Kansas was winning. And I thought, well, that's pretty awesome. I, I couldn't, in that instant, I couldn't believe that my state had some basketball team that was better than anybody else because I, you know, I probably thought we were bad at basketball. And then as it turns out, it, I, Lucked into rooting for a, a, a blue blood team that is one of the dominant pro, college basketball programs in the country, and and in but in that instant, I was just a seven or eight year old kid who looked up on the TV and saw, hey, that's my state. I'm going to choose to root for them, and, and that's how authentic and organic that can be. Yep, and 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 that's that's the origin story of that. Not that anyone really cares, but well, I, I think. I mean, just bringing it back to soccer, like, I, I don't know if there's any way that we could, as a as a society, just love soccer and give up the... We just have other sports we care about, right? Yeah. yeah. And even, even if, let's say, America somehow gets an awesome team and we're just awesome, we w- America will care about soccer once every four years. And that's yeah. just... And, 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 and that, I, I just don't see... Anytime soon, and and all these people are trying to predict like when soccer is going to start taking over America, and I'm just like, I just don't see it. I don't, I don't, I don't see it anytime well, soon. You know what? What I will say is, if you look at the the popularity of baseball, you know, from 30 and 40 years ago to now, baseball is less popular, and baseball is a predominant sport in the summertime. Baseball used to be called America's pastime. I don't think anyone uses that outside of a joke any longer. So. Baseball has become a regional thing, right? I'm from Kansas. I cared about the Royals. I don't really give a shit about the Florida Marlins. Um, soccer. So you're not watching the Marlins and the the Tampa Bay Devils. No, I couldn't give a shit. No. So what I'm saying is that as baseball continues to fade from the national conscious, especially in the summertime, there creates a void for other things to be filled. Now, I don't necessarily think that void would be filled by sports. That void can be filled by any number of things that people give a shit about in June, July, and August. Um, so some people will gravitate towards soccer and others will gravitate towards any number of other things. So I, I think soccer's popularity will continue to grow. I don't think it'll reach the apex levels of baseball, football, hockey, basketball. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I mean, I think basketball's growing. Football, I mean, it's got its ups and downs, but I mean – people love betting people love fantasy like i i just i don't see there being a point at least in my lifetime where i'm gonna prioritize a mls game over any other sporting event you know so you know Hmm. i i can and i could see i will say i could see if the united states is in the you know the the world cup I could see prioritizing a, a U.S. World Cup game over something else, but they don't. It doesn't really match up with anything else, right? Like right now, what else is going just on? Baseball, just, baseball, just right? middle June, of the season. Baseball. June baseball. Nobody gives a shit. Like I, I'd rather, <laughs> I'd, 
I, I'll watch an, I'll, I mean, right now I'll watch an Argentina Brazil soccer game over a random baseball game. You know what yeah. I mean? So, and and that's not because I love soccer. I just think it would be more exciting, but um, yeah, I, I guess short answer is I don't see America caring anytime soon, even if we're awesome. Well, good news. I don't good know. news I mean, for I'm, us is it, uh, it doesn't look like that's the thing we'll have to worry about in the next two to four years. No, no, I think we'll be okay. I think we'll probably suck yeah. in the next two to four years also. Yeah. So. Do you know what's, what's silly though is, is it's odd the things that you remember. I think I remember from 10 years when I was 10 years old. I remember the name of the 1996 or 1998. Anyway, 1994, that's when the World Cup was in Chicago. I remember the name of the U.S. goalie. Because he had a tryout for really? the Jets. Who? It was, his name was Tony Mioli. He had a tryout for the Jets. <laughs> oh, I remember that name. Tony Mioli. I remember that. He tried that. to become a field goal kicker for the Jets after the World Cup. Because he could kick a soccer ball, you know, like like every other goalie in yeah. the World Cup. Yeah, Tony Mioli. Why do I remember that? I No, no logical I reasoning. I, I would never – I remember that name, but I would not have been able to tell you it was a soccer player. So. Ooh, a red vine. You're such a dork. Is Miranda there with you by chance? No, lovely Miranda is in uh, Germany uh, escorting. Oh, that's right. That's right. Germany. Uh, she's a high school German teacher, and she's taken, uh, I think, 12 high schoolers to Germany. What would it take? Oh, I hate teenagers anyway. I, I don't know. What would point. it take for you to? How much would I have to pay you, Brian? Yeah. To escort 12 teenagers uh, to Germany for 15 or 16 days. So aside, aside from pain for me to go there. Right, like clearly the trip's paid for. I think, I would, yeah, yeah, I need yeah, another they, five yeah. grand. I think five <laughs> grand, I would do it. On top for, of that, for fifteen days of work. So that's you're looking for about twenty five hundred a week, Brian. I don't know if you know this about me, but I have a very short fuse with uh, a lot of things, <laughs> and children slash teenagers in a foreign country doing stupid shit. Like where where all I want to do is probably have some some good food and like probably drink beer. Like I'm sh- I don't know Miranda. I haven't met her yet, but she, she I'm can't sure. even drink on this trip. She can't oh, drink. Oh my gosh! So the price just went up for you, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Yeah, I mean she's a high school chaperone. She can't drink on this trip. Well, Miranda, if you listen to this, uh, <laughs> my hats off to you. Uh, sound like a hell of a woman. So, yeah. 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 I I don't know if I could. I don't know if there's a price. I just, I'd say no. Well, I, I think I'll speak for you and I, and I'll say cheers to the women that love us and for their infinite patience. That's a, I think, you know, I think that's a good note to sign off on, Brian. As it always so, is. So, uh, all right. Well, uh, t- until next time, folks, uh, we'll see you soon. <laughs> <laughs>